the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome to the Larry Rosenthal Show on this Saturday morning. Once again, you have Larry Rosenthal here in studio, sir. How are you? I am well, Chris. And how are you today? I am looking like we're... uh I don't know what I'm looking like, but I'm glad to be You're here. You're always That's, looking good, man. What are you talking about? I have good broadcast colors. Speaking of that, uh, the, we're not we're not broadcasting on LarryRosenthal.tv today. There's a whole technical thing we could go into, but we're not going to. But yep. uh, next week, we'll be back on LarryRosenthal.tv. But for this week, you've got us on WAVA in Washington, D.C. and on Sirius XM 131. That's exactly right, Chris. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. You know, it's Saturday, which means what, Chris? It means Open Mic Saturday. Open I really mic, enjoy yeah. this. Yep, I really enjoy Open Mic Saturday because we are here to try to deliver to y'all financial education from a proper perspective here on what you need to be doing correctly uh, with your investments, insurance, estate planning, the whole nine yards here. So it's Open Mic Saturday, no holes barred. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning, retirement, uh, estate planning questions, what's going on in this topsy-turvy market up and down and all around. You know, we're going to be talking about some of those subject matters today. We're going to be talking about the cost of market timing. We're going to talk about correlation issues. We're going to be talking about a perfect type of an investment and many more subject matters. So well, I want to hear about that one. That's got to be a good one. The perfect investment. There you go, Chris. We'll roll right into that after we uh, take a break here. I see we're going to uh, take a quick break here and uh, welcome our, our callers here on the line. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. 
There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's welcome Sharon on the line. Good morning, Sharon. How are you today? Good morning. How can I help you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? Yes, I had a question in reference to, I'm going to be um, thinking about anyway, a high uh, probability that it will happen, that I'm going to retire from federal government. And I got a couple of um, high balance credit cards. So I was wondering if, uh, do you recommend me take out a consolidated loan to try to pay off those credit cards? Or also what I was thinking was uh, when I retire next year, part of my TSP to use uh, some of that to pay off the credit card. What what do you advise? Sharon, here's the deal. If you're going to retire, what we need to do is we need to make sure that your income that's going to be coming in post-retirement is sufficient enough to, to maintain your standard of living or get as close as we can to that. So it depends on what your debt service is in these credit cards. You know, if if you owe a thousand dollars on a credit card, as an example, and you need to pull money out of your TSP to pay that, to pull out about fourteen hundred dollars, so that after tax you have that thousand dollars to pay. So that's an expensive proposition by itself. So it all is going to boil down to how your cash flow looks. I absolutely want you to retire the debt, no doubt about that. But I don't want you to retire the debt if you're going to jeopardize the majority of your savings. So we need to look at a cash flow model on, 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 on all of it is. For example, if you're, let's suppose your pension and Social Security or whatever you, you have coming in, let's suppose it's going to equal, let's say, $3,000 a month and your debt service is $1,000 a month. You know, we, 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 have to, we have to balance all this stuff out to, to it all, really. So um, 
a, a consolidation loan could definitely save you cash flow each month. A home equity loan, also, you would be able to pull money out of your house to pay off the credit card debt, and now the interest may be tax deductible as you're paying back yourself to your house. Um, because remember, money that's sitting inside your retirement plan, it's earning compound interest as the markets continue to go up, as the investments go up. But if you were to borrow money out of your home to pay off the credit card, you'll be paying yourself back, plus the interest may be tax deductible, and you're not losing an opportunity cost because money inside your home doesn't provide a rate of return. It's not earning interest. It just goes up or down based off the value of your home. So that's another way to take a look at at this as well. That's actually called an equity exchange program where you're exchanging uh, bad non-deductible debt, consumer debt for good tax deductible debt through your through your home loan. There, so <clears throat> two or three different choices. I, I I would recommend for you to taking a look at. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. It does. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So if you like, I'll I'll be happy to uh, have someone give you a ring next week and sort of step you through the details. You don't want to get too detailed on the radio, but but uh, we can have someone give you a call and sort of step you through all that if you like. Okay. I, I would. That would be great. Thank you so much. All right. Let me go ahead and put Let's shoot on over to Silver Spring and welcome Elizabeth on the line. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you today? Yes, good morning. I'm okay. How can I help you today? Yes, um, Ms. Larry. How are you? Um, my question for you this morning is um, my husband and I, we had a previous home that um, uh, 30-year mortgage, um, but we've been... It's, he had it. We he had it prior to me. Uh, we get a marriage. Um, so right now the home is about we're in debt for one fifty, and uh, we moved to a new home which which we're in debt for five five or nine. Um, so, but the thing is, we have not saved no money uh, for our son who is seven uh, in terms of college and. Um, so my husband and I, my husband was thinking to sell that home and um, to use that to pay for my son's tuition. And I was, we are not in agreement with that because I think we should not sell that home. We should just have it rented and, um, um, you know, use that rent to pay his son's tuition once it's paid off. Um, but so far, uh, we have nothing saved for him. I mean, we have a little bit of saving, but nothing saved for him in terms of his um, college. So my advice is, what can we do at this point? So you, we need to sit down, basically, Elizabeth, and, and take a look at, at, at everything together. I, um, you were breaking up a little bit there in my ears on the phone call, but I gather that you have a rental property, did you say? Yes, yes, and a home that we're leaving, yes. Okay, so... But the rental property is not bringing no income. It's just paying the mortgage, literally. Okay, so if the if the rental properties break even, then how much equity is inside the rental property? Uh, right now, it's about $60,000. Okay, so one of the one of the scenarios is, is if you took a look at selling the rental property after the cost to sell it in taxes... How much would you net out? Is that going to be enough to put into a college funding plan for your seven-year-old son to get him through college? On the other hand, what's going to happen now is if the rental property continues to be at a break-even cash flow 
and one day when you go to reach in and pull some equity out of that rental property, it's going to put you into a negative cash flow while your son's in college. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. that's sort of what we have to model out is what do you think the real estate's going to ultimately end up doing uh, by the time your son gets ready to go down the road uh, to, to, uh, for, for college. So, but take a good look at your, your household budget as well and see if maybe you can open up one of the 529 plans or even take a look. I see you're in Maryland. Even take a look at the Maryland prepaid tuition program. Chris, I know you mentioned you wanted to talk first today about the perfect investment. You know, before we went on the air, Chris is like, well, what's this perfect investment thing? You know, my pen is ready to write, brother. Yeah. Can I get two of them? Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't even have one. We're not letting you in the club. You know, the perfect investment out there is everybody's looking for it, myself included. And the perfect investment is something that that is guaranteed, gives you a guaranteed rate of return. Okay. It's obviously tax-free, federal, state, and local taxes as well. Uh-huh. Completely liquid. Uh-huh. No risk of loss. Uh-huh. High rate of return. Matter of fact, you can pick your annualized rate of return, and it's free. There's no cost involved with it at all. Hey, wait a minute. I got a button. Wouldn't that be the fir- perfect investment? <laughs> I got a button here for that, I think. It's, let me see. Yep, there it is. <laughs> That's exactly right. So there is no perfect investment out there. There's a lot involved, as you can see, with this market action this last last couple of weeks or so. A lot of up and downs, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot involved in investment research. And one of the one of the key things that we always learned on Wall Street about research is it's research, research, and research. Know what you own, understand why you own it, and for how long you want to own it. You know, you want to find quality. You want to buy that quality until one of two things happens. Either that quality goes away or diminishes, or your investment objectives change. That's when you need to take a look at and rebalancing and moving things around a little bit. So the perfect investment, quote-unquote, does not exist out there. And I'm kind of glad it doesn't, you know, uh, because then everybody, you know, anyway, it just wouldn't work out. So the perfect investment doesn't exist out there. But people are trying to make it happen all the time. And that's one of the things we want to talk about today is something called the cost of market timing. The cost of market timing. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the cost of worry right? Mm -hmm. The cost of worry, which is substantial. It's the same thing here, the cost of market timing, the risk of missing some of the best days in the market versus staying invested. You know, so if we take a look here, the latest data we have is from 2000 to 2019. That's the latest data on these reports that they've run here. So I'm going to use that as an example. There were a total of 5,035 investable trading days during that period of time in the marketplace, those 20 years. And the the average return during that period of time, had somebody just stayed invested in the S&P 500 that entire time, then their rate of return would have been 6.1% during that 20-year period of time, okay? If they had missed just the 10 best days, because they're watching the news all the time, and they're getting in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out, right? Okay? And that's you always talking to your friends about, oh, let's buy this now. Let's run it up and get out and buy something else and all that kind of stuff, right? If you had missed, out of 5,035 trading days, if you had just missed the 10 best days in that 20-year period of time, your return would have gone from 6.1% down to 2.4%. Ouch. Yes. That's a substantial reduction. You're talking two-thirds re- reduction almost, wow. right? 
if you had missed the 20 best days, your return would have been point one. Oh, really? Point one during that 20-year period of time. Just by being on the sideline, 20 out of 5,035 days, right? Golly. If you had missed the 30, the 40th, or even the 50 best days, if you had missed the 50 best days, your return would be minus 5.5%. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you that you should or should not be doing in the market, especially in volatility times like this? Sounds like time in the market is what you always say. Time. It is time in the market. It's not the timing of the market, but yeah. it is time in the market. And there are times when you want to put more exposure to your equities, and there are times when you want to when you want to pull off and have less exposure to your equities and more money in stable positions such as bonds or cash, right? So, so, so how do you go about doing this? What do you do? What are the things that you look for when it comes to, you know, is it good in the market now or is it bad? Well, first of all, we have to understand that, that over the past year, up until about now, we have not had a reasonable pullback in almost 11 months. And usually we average about a 5% pullback almost three times a year on the average. It's normal, okay? That's normal market action. And when people are getting trying to get in and out all the time, that's when they get hurt, hence the cost of market timing. So you want to make sure that you have the, when you're in your portfolio, let's suppose that you decide that you want to have a mixture of, let's say, 80% equities and 20% bonds. You know, maybe 15% bonds, 5% cash, whatever it may, may be, something like that, right? Uh, you, you know, so, so then all of a sudden, now you're looking at, well, in good times, maybe you want to move it up to 90-10, or in times that the markets are a little shaky, maybe drop back to 50-50 or 60-40 or something like that, you know, but you want to try to stay invested. So there's very few times when you would actually exit the market and try to time it back in again. And, and, and this goes to talking about also, <clears throat> what do you do when you're close to retirement or you're already in retirement and you're using your investments for income? Mm -hmm. So think about your investment account when it comes to delivering income during volatile times in the marketplace. You know, think about your account, the different investments that are in there. You've got some stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs and whatever's inside there. So maybe a, a good, maybe 25% of that account balance is in very stable income-producing investments. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe another, another 25% or 50% or, or of it is in something that gives you a moderate type of a rate of return for, for, for like maybe four to seven or eight years down the road. And then maybe a, another 25% of it or whatever is for a longer term. They're still growth-oriented. So as the market continues to, to bounce and go up and down in volatile times, the piece of your investment portfolio that you're deriving your income from is more steady than what the market action is in a short period of time. Well, that makes perfect so, sense. I, I was just going to ask it, you one quick question on what you were talking about when you're capturing upsides. Uh, is there a method or a strategy to capture a downside as well? What do you mean a method to capture downside? Well, when the when the markets were pulling back, right? So if you've got, I mean, I hear people saying sometimes shorting stock, for example, is yeah. I mean, that's a, sh a short position. Really, is something that is more of a short time temporary trade. So think of things like this, Chris. Think of the long term, okay? And let's put it more than ten years out, okay? Okay. okay. 
And then let's think of something that, that, that is, uh, uh, you know, so that's more strategic. Then let's think of something that's a little bit, um, you know, more focused on the near term. And then let's think of something that's a little bit more tactical. So when you feel that, you know, if the markets are going to be going down or rising, going up quickly, you might want to go long or short. And that would be a, sh- a, 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 a very short time position. No, oh, I see. Okay. You know, you wouldn't hold those, those shorts for a long period of time. Just when there's market decay and, you know, you got to look at the reasons why, right? Is mm-hmm. it temporary or is it systemic? Does it look like it's rolling into recession or is this something that is a short term happening in the market? And when there's a short term happening in the market, you don't want it to affect your long term objectives. So, you know, like if you take a look at, I don't know, let's just talk about uh, healthcare sector, for example. If you think that we're done developing medicines and, and surgery techniques and all that kind of stuff as a human race, then you might say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to invest in healthcare anymore. But on the other hand, if you say, you know what, I think we're going to continue to try and improve our diets, our exercise, our medical care systems, and our technology there, you know, pharmaceuticals and surgery procedures and all that kind of stuff, Maybe that's a theme that you just say, I'm staying in that sector for a long, long time to come because I see more and more need for it. I see more and more advancements in medicine and technology and things like that. So, so you, will, you will look at that as part of your portfolio as, hey, if it dips down, maybe I want to buy some of that stuff because I loved it the other day when it was high. Today, I like it even more, believe it or not, when it's gotcha. low because I can obtain more shares in it. So you want to think of it in, in thirds like that. But, you know, the cost of market timing, getting back to the, to the focus here, the cost of market timing can be very, very bad. Now, if you're, if you're very lucky and you get in and out all year long on the right days, uh, you know, well, good luck to you. But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, That doesn't happen. It doesn't really work at all. So, no. so the cost of market timing, this is where – you have to keep your cool heads and, and just sort of say, okay, how does my financial plan look based off of yesterday's market action? How does it look? And, and what are we going to, you know, do we need to make changes? What's the story as far as that goes? Keep your head and keep good eye on, on your buy-sell decision process and, and not emotional. So, so, hey, I see we've got some callers on the line here. Let's uh, keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives.
Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You know, when, when making a pension decision like Social Security or a pension from your, from your old employer, making that decision to, to take an income stream or to take a lump sum and roll it over to an IRA is really a big, big decision. So how do you go about doing it? What do you take a look at you know, when, when you're trying to calculate this? What's in your best interest? One thing you have to take a look at is how, how old you are when you're making this decision. You know, if you're, if you're going to retire, let's say, at 62, and you're going to get X amount of dollars per month, I'll just use $1,000 a month to do math easy, you're going to get $1,000 a month for the rest of your life, uh, but it's not going to go up with inflation. It's not going to go up with taxes. So 20 years down the road, it's still going to be $1,000 a month, but it's going to have the purchasing power of a whole lot less because of inflation pressures over that time frame. Uh, on the other hand, if you're going to start your pension, let's say it's 75 because you're working really long, that's a different story, right? Um, you know, you go back to that 62-year-old who's going to start his or her pension, and then you have to ask the question, well, what happens if you pass away in a few years? Um, then what does it look like for your spouse? Is your spouse going to get anything, or are you going to take maybe a less amount, maybe 850 a month? Excuse me, and then your spouse will receive eight fifty a month, or maybe even half of that, you know, four, four and a quarter or something like that. So these are big decisions when you take a look at it. Also, another decision when you're taking a look at 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 rolling over a lump sum option or taking a pensionable stream of income for life is: Do you need that income right now, or are you in a situation where you can say, you know what, I'm going to take the lump sum, roll it over into an IRA, so there's no taxes on it, and then I'm not going to plan to pull this money out for a handful of years or so down the road maybe that's in a better scenario for you or you know on the other hand you take a look at the lump sum pension versus the income and let's suppose on the flip side of that you need the income now what's the distribution rate what happens if that income distribution rate is like maybe three and a half percent now you can take a look at rolling that lump sum over and getting three and a half percent plus growth on the assets on the other hand, if that is, uh, distribution rate's at 7%, you have to ask the question, can I get a 7% guaranteed distribution rate today? You know, so there's a lot to be involved when it comes to the decision on taking a lump sum pension or simply rolling it over to an IRA, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, or simply taking the, the pensionable income for, for life for you and your, your spouse. A uh, lot to be involved with that. You can check out how that would work. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and on the first page right there, there's a video that will show you, you know, how a properly structured financial plan will work. And you start off at the 10,000-foot view, and you say, okay, what is my standard of living? Do I like it? And if the answer is yes, I like it, then great. Then let's maintain it. So what are your, what are your expenses each month in order to maintain your standard of living versus your guaranteed income that's coming in? And then take a look at the investment strategies, and that's how you will go 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 uh, do the financial plan. Uh, so check it out at the website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook as well. 
go ahead and welcome Lorraine on the line from Maryland. Oops, uh, there you are. Good morning, Lorraine. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your radio broadcast and your um, skills and knowledge. Well, thank you very much. Um, I am now having my mother living with me and have received power of attorney and transitioning moving finances um, that her finances that I'll need to manage. So um, I'm open to resources and sorts of uh, some kind of guidance um, really on what to do at a foundational level. She was living in Pennsylvania, has moved to Maryland, so she's entered a new taxing regulations, I presume. Um, and, yeah, just some some direction. <laughs> sure, Lorraine. So so we, what we have to do is we have to make sure that, that the assets are working for your mom's income needs, basically. Um, I assume that she's going to need to have these these dollars invested to provide her with some some income to supplement her needs. Is, is that correct? Um, well, I'd like to. She has she's good financially for uh, the situation she's in. She was living in a retirement village, and her needs escalated. So. She's moving in with me instead of assisted living. Okay. And she has um, money dispersed over three CDs, and she has an IRA. She receives her Social Security as well as a teacher's pension. And then she has a regular uh, savings, a regular checking, and a money market checking. Yeah, so we need to make sure a couple of things, that, that everything's titled correctly in your mom's name, but if something happens to her, that the beneficiary forms are filled out correctly as well for the, the assets to go to, yep, the assets to go to where she ultimately wants them to go to. And secondly, then take a look at what her her expenses are going to be and sort of back into how much money she needs to pull out, if anything at all. I don't know if her pension and Social Security will cover her expenses with you each month or not, but just make sure that, that the CDs, I'd talk to the bank and find out when the dates are due on the CDs to make sure that when you, that if they roll back over again, they don't get locked up should your mom need that money. You don't want to have to create a penalty to withdraw the dollars, okay? Is 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 another question to ask. So find out what the what's called the X date, what the X date is on the CDs. So that'd be the first first couple things that 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 we would do there. Moving from Pennsylvania to Maryland does create a different type of a state income tax. So we'll take a look at at maybe getting some tax free municipal bonds in Maryland as well. That way she's not she won't have to pay any Maryland tax on some of the interest that may be coming in. So those are sort of just some of the things off the top of my head real quick, food for thought. If you'd like, I'd have somebody give you a ring next week and dive into it a little bit further for you. Would that be okay? That would be wonderful. Okay, Lorraine, let me go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get some of your information, and we'll have someone over in our Maryland office give you a ring. Hey, let's go ahead and welcome Rick back on the line from Kentucky. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Hey, good morning, Larry. I just got a question. Uh, 
couple friends and people and, and people I got investment. I got a small, uh, well, I got about 300000 a little bit over 300000 and I got a mortgage on my home that I bought a couple years ago. And some of them, people are saying they would take money out of the retirement account to pay off the mortgage so it'd be debt-free. Would that be a good thing to do or just leave it where it's at until I totally retire? Rick, I would probably say leave it where it is until you totally retire. Does your cash flow right now enable you to make your mortgage payment? Yes. So what your base, what your friends are basically saying is this: is they're saying take a chunk of your money. How much do you owe on the house? About one fifty. So they're saying take out one hundred fifty thousand dollars of after-tax money. So you're going to have to take out about two hundred thousand dollars because you got to pay tax on it, right? To pay your right. mortgage off. How much is your mortgage payment each month? <clears throat> uh, I got a 15 years, about four, it's 1400 And on that 1400 is any of that taxes and insurance? Yes. So let's just say 400 of it's taxes and insurance so I can do math here real quick. How's that sound, okay? Okay. So, so basically what you're talking about doing is taking out $200,000 of your retirement plan dollars, paying about a $50,000 tax, Sending the mortgage company one hundred fifty thousand dollars so you can save a thousand bucks a month. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I just, just leave it where it's at because. Uh, yes, sir. Because yeah. here's 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 the math behind the scenes. Mortgages are simple interest on a declining balance, with a tax deduction. At I might add, whereas the money inside your retirement plan at work is compound interest growing tax deferred. And, and you know, the, the second part of this question, Rick, is do you want to have your home paid for in retirement? And some people say yes, and some people say no. You know, personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan of as little debt as possible. And, and so maybe we need to move the financial planning arena thought process for you and your family towards, hey, do we want to have our home paid for in retirement? If so, let's start making ways to do that. Maybe you make an extra mortgage payment each year. Okay, on a 15-year loan, that'll knock it down to about nine years or so, nine or ten years. Do you see what I mean? So, so we can start looking yeah. at other other avenues to do that. Now, one of the big things, and let me let me tell you, not not a trick, but a planning technique. One of the big things here is this: is a lot of people want to have their home paid for in retirement, so that they're not quote unquote strapped with a mortgage payment in retirement, right? Right. Well, in your case here, $1,400 a month is your mortgage payment. $400 a month is taxes and insurance. Even if your home was paid for, you still got to make that $400 a month payment for taxes and insurance, right? Right. So what we're talking about now is this is saying, well, how much is my 401k today at $300,000 going to be in 15 years? Let's just suppose it doubles to 600000 Now we take a little bit of money out of that 401k each month to make that $1,000 mortgage payment for you. So now you've got the 401k interest earnings making the, the or growth of that plan paying, off, paying your mortgage payment for you in retirement. Do you see how that math could work out? That way you're not going to be, quote, unquote, strapped with the payment. Um, the, more, the 401k is going to come out and help you make that payment. Now, it would be great if we could pay it off, but, but I wouldn't pull the money out in your case at the, uh, today and pay it off from the 401k plan. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Larry. I appreciate that. It's the first time I uh, uh, listen to your show, and uh, I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. And, uh, if you'd like, I'll be happy to send you out our our, plan, our financial planning toolkit, Rick. Okay, we we've sent out tens of thousands of these over the years, and it's kind of a, it's it it it'd give you a little quick survey about ten fifteen minutes of of work you'd put in, and sort of draw the the basics in in building out a financial plan. If you like, I'll I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your email, and we'll we'll, we'll shoot you one out. Okay. All right. Sounds great, Larry. Appreciate it. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Again, 855-767-3123. Hey, let's welcome Ruth on the line. Good morning, Ruth. How are you today? Hi. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, this is interesting. I've never – I've listened to you for years, and I've never gotten on here before. Um, I have – a mortgage of 35000 and I'm being advised from different people to go ahead, and I'm thinking I'd like to pay it off. Um, so what do you think? The well, if the mortgage probably... balance, Ruth, is $35,000, um, right. you're probably 4%. not getting a, a – a, a substantial tax write-off for the remaining interest anyway, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if it, 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 it depends basically on how much money you've got saved up in in the bank and investments and things like that. Basically, if you're going to pull out the thirty five thousand dollars and pay the mortgage off, I'm fine with that. This is a different type of scenario than the prior caller today earlier. Okay, in uh, talking about paying off his mortgage. I'm perfectly fine with that, providing you're not in a situation where you end up being house rich and cash poor. In other words, if all you have saved up is $40,000 to your name and now you're going to pay off the home, I'm a little bit worried about that. But if that's not the case, then then I would say probably go for it. Yep, let me go ahead and put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. Let's welcome Don on the line. Good morning, Don. How are you today? I'm okay, Larry. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Uh, I'd like to get some advice as well that I should pay off my mortgage. Here's the deal. Right now I'm off of a federal contractor. I may retire in March um, coming up this year, or I may go out to, you know, 70, depending on if I get on a contract again. The issue is my mortgage is about little, it'll take a little over 66000 to pay the whole thing off. That would be February 3rd if I do that. I want to pull it out of my Roth account. I already have other accounts, but I want to take it out of my Roth. And I have about right now two forty one in that one account. I'm it's killing me keep paying this mortgage. I want to get rid of rid of it. What do you think? Are you gonna stay in this house, Don? Yeah, I am. And the um, mortgage is about twelve fifty five a month. Do you have any other savings and investments beside the the Roth IRA? I do. How much money do you have saved up there? It may be a total of everything um close to six. And two hundred two forty oh it's in the Roth? What what total everything is, is seven hundred and some thousand. Two two forty one is in the Roth. I don't really have that big of a problem with it, you know, mm-hmm. um if you're gonna stay in the house for sure and, and it sounds like um you're not going to end up being house rich and cash poor. I, I think it would be okay mm-hmm. to, to go ahead and, and do that. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like for you to do it doing a mocked up tax return and looking at taking some money out of – try to take as little out of the Roth as you possibly can. 
Correct. Is, is what my statement would be because, remember, in 2026, taxes go back up again. Mm-hmm. And that Roth IRA is going to become much more valuable with things. Mm, okay. Um, you know, so 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 I would I would take a look at that. It, let, let me let me go ahead and, I, and and I'll send you out some information on how to sort of bounce that around a little bit. Okay. Um, but I th- I think it would be fine to do. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get some of your contact information. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning or retirement questions, college funding, what's going on in the markets, the economy, give us a call. Let's welcome Marjorie on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Marjorie. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm blessed. Thank you. And you? I'm wonderful. Having a good day. How can I help you? Praise the Lord. I um, am 82, and I got a master's degree in biblical literature at, at, in my 70s, and I, I paid off part of the bill during um, interest, and then $16,000 of it with a no fee, no interest. Wow, can I stop you for just a second? Did you say you had a master's degree in biblical studies, and how old were you when you got that? Well, I was in my 70s. Wow. I'm 76. I'm 82 now. I'm looking for another no Amazing. fee, no interest uh, for the rest of the oh, about eight thousand some odd dollars now. Well, praise the Lord, that's great studies. And but um, uh, I, I missed what your question was, Marjorie. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, to pay the rest of my uh, school bill, uh, school loan, rather, uh, a no fee, no interest for six or twelve months. A loan or credit card, check it to see if you know of any. So, Marjorie, I don't know of any bank or anybody that's going to lend you money with no interest on it. There are credit cards out there that have no interest for periods of time. You want to be careful with that. That's that's the best that I can explain to you that, uh, when, it, when it comes to that. Okay. Cause I'm just have to find I understand there are some out there. There there are credit cards out there that will allow you to put balances on them, but, you know, read the fine print, give them a call, and and, and talk to them about that, uh, you know, as far as all that goes. So where did you get your uh, degree at? What school? Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. How long did it take you? A couple of years because I already had some, you know. Some credit, so it took me about two years. Good for you. Good deal. Well, God bless, Marjorie. I appreciate the phone call. All right. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's awesome, Chris. You know? Never Crazy, stop learning, awesome. right? Yeah, no, There's awesome. no such thing as retirement in the Bible, right? I Never stop learning. It. I love it. It's always a good thing. Let's welcome John back on the line from Nebraska. John, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. That sounds much better, sir. Thanks for calling back. Yeah, I just had to lick my finger and stick it in the electrical socket, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that works. Larry's got a button for that. Larry's got a button for that too. Unfortunately, I, do. I don't want I got, to. I, don't want I to got some it. different buttons I might start pushing here, Chris. I don't know. How can I help you, sir? Yeah, so I ran across some software and wanted to just get your take on it. I know there's a whole bunch out there. Um, Basically, what it does. Um, can I say the name of it, or does it matter? Or no. You can say the name of it. I might not. I might be familiar with it. Might not be. There's a lot of them. Yeah. 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 It's called a Money Max account. 
And what it does is it uses your money like a bank account, right? So it has like 60-something million lines of code, and it uses your credit, your savings, and your checking account, and it tells you when and where to move money to build uh, to build interest and then pay off large lump sums. So like an example, right? So I did it with my parents, and they had a 27-year mortgage, and they, uh, I think, had like a 4 5%. And when they did the analysis where you put in, you know, how much you owe, what your credit cards are, whatever, all this stuff. And it, and it took the algorithm and it said, if you move the money when we tell you, then it's going to go from 27 years all the way down to nine. I've and heard then, of software programs like that, John. Yep, I, I've, I've heard of them. I'm not familiar with that one, but I have heard of others, and they do tend to work a little bit. But, you know, I can't recommend that or anything like that, and I'm not. Uh, each person's situation is different. And you said this one's um, – um, it, it basically just shows you how to uh, – my understanding is you actually borrow money from your house – and then pay it back at different different intervals each month based off of interest and things like that, right? You can use the HELOC, yeah, and or if you have credit cards, you can do that too, where it where it evaluates where to move money and tell, and you make suggestions on how to get a uh, like a larger savings account with a higher interest, so then it can move money that way. So you can either use your HELOC, your 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 home equity, or your credit card. Um, yeah. Down lump sums. It seems amazing, and I mean, I've and I've heard that you know that they do an amazing thing, and so I was like, wow, maybe these guys haven't heard of it. Maybe they want to test drive it. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I appreciate I appreciate the call. You know, I've I've heard of programs like that, um, but I haven't vetted any of them or anything like that. You know, so um, you know, there's all kinds of things out there. Just be careful. You know, people getting in and out of your your accounts and stuff too. You know, I'm kind of a computer guy anyway, Larry. It's kind of my thing. But the reality is, um, you know, there's no substitute for a live person sometimes when it comes to this thing. Well, I, I would agree. I would agree. So, yeah, appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years.
delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Let me ask you so, a question here, Larry. I mean, what do you say to the guy that uh, that says, I have to have, it's those are for the other guys. You have to have money to make money. It's not for me. How do, what do you say to them about getting started and putting themselves, you know, in a position where they can actually, you know, kind of get away from that idea? So, you know, no matter what age you are, okay, whether you're in your 20s, 40s, 60s, 80s, whatever it is, if you want to start saving money, it, it, a lot of it boils down to income versus expenses, okay? And you've got to figure out a way, if you can, to start saving money. You want to first build money in the bank account and then start putting money into investments uh, a, a, along the way. Maybe a little sacrifice along the way, right? So you can have well, there is. Yeah. There, there, there definitely is that, you know. And, and some people, you know, have, have uh, you know, it, well, one, one of the things that I would say, Chris, is this, is, is you can look at what we used to call in the office the Larry budget, okay, <laughs> which, you know, first of all, never pay anybody for software to do a budget, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to do that. But it's basically three columns. In the first column, you just list out everywhere you spent money the last three or four months. And the, the next column over, you just write lifestyle. The next column after that, you write need. And you'll have check marks going back and forth. You know, uh, th- think about it. You know, in, in you know, how much do you spend throughout the year at Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, is that a lifestyle need or is that a a a necessity need? Now, some people are going to say it's a necessity. Okay, that's fine. What about you know cable television? What about you know all these different places that you spend money? You have to come down and ask yourself the question: Are these lifestyle needs or are they? Um, uh, you know, a- actually requirements. Not, yeah, yeah, requirements. Thank you. Yeah. Or they requirements to to live and function. You know, your mortgage or your rent payment. That's a necessity payment, right? Yep, absolutely. You, you know, but but uh, you know, whatever. Um, so so you're going to have check boxes, check marks on both columns here: lifestyle or need, lifestyle or need, back and forth. And the way that you can harvest money out of your out of your budget each month, Chris, without really hurting your lifestyle, quote unquote is basically to temporarily suspend some of your lifestyle spendings. For example, you know, if, if, if you say, you know, like, I, I like going to the movies, and I know it's expensive to go to the movies, you know, but it's just one thing I like to do. I, I like to go to the movies. That's kind of how we spend some of our mad money. We go to the movies, right? Not that bad, but, yeah, I could wait a while and get it on another streaming show or something like that, but that's that's what I like to do. Anyway, so, so you know, if I decided, hey, I'm not going to go to the movies anymore, wow, that's going to hurt my quote-unquote lifestyle, but I can temporarily suspend it for maybe three months or so. Throw that okay. money into a savings account or Put that money into a savings account or retire some credit card debt and then mm-hmm. pick it back up again. So you're not stopping your lifestyle. You're just curtailing it. You're just temporarily suspending it. And so those are some ways that you can really start start taking a look at it. But to build a firm foundation of an investment portfolio or investment strategy, you want to first make sure that you have money saved up in the bank. Okay, anywhere from three to six months worth of living expenses. Next, you want to take a look at your employer. Does your employer offer a retirement type of a program? And if so, are they matching? You know, you need. You know, if your employer matches three percent, you need to put in. You've got to find a way to put in three percent because that's a hundred percent interest on your money that you're putting in. It's huge. It builds up tremendously over time, no doubt about that. So, and and especially in times like this. 
one of the mistakes that people make is they stop investing mm-hmm. during periods of times like this because they go, oh, I don't, I don't want to put money in this month or this pay period because the market may go down again. Guess what? The market's down, and now you're buying more shares with this dollar that's going in. Let's welcome Debbie on the line in Maryland. Good morning, Debbie. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, okay, so I am 62. I um, I'll have disability and uh, security, but I work because I know you know you can make a certain amount of money, and I own a condo. Um, so, um, but anyways, I'm thinking about because um, my grandkids um, live in another state, so um, I'm, I want to um, move and rent out my condo. For about a year, just to see, you know, give it a try to see um, if I like it where I'm at. Um, but so my question to you is, if you rent out, um, you know, your house, is that counted against income against you? Even though I'm going to rent something else, though. Yes. Do you know. Yes, because you're receiving rental income, so yes, that would be taxable income to you. Uh, Yes. And Hmm. so the way you want to look at this, Debbie, is, you know, what can you get from your rent on your on your condo? And then how much is it going to cost you each month to move to the new place that you want to do? Right. So. So, you know, where where do you where where do you draw the line on this? You know, as as far as all that goes, is your condo paid for or do you still have a mortgage on it? No, no, I I still have a mortgage on it. So what's the objective of you wanting to rent the condo out? Do you want to be a landlord? Well, I couldn't know. I don't want to really be a landlord, but I don't know. It's like a security. I want to um, just rent it instead of selling it outright right away. Um, I don't know. Is so? Is I mean? Do you think I should sell it? I mean, because I just don't know where I'm. It's it's not for it's in Delaware where I'm. I want to move to. That's where my grandchildren are. But I want to. I guess I want to just give it a trial, you know, to see that, you know, that's where I like, I want to be and that's where I like. So I would rather just rent. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Year. Yep, I, I I kind of agree with rent, going to a new place. When you go to a new place, maybe rent for six months to a year. I have no problems with that at all. Here's what I want to do for you, Debbie. I'm going to send you out our financial planning toolkit because okay. it's going to help uh, help you know, bring the guardrails in a little bit on a lot of your questions. You know, should you rent? Should you sell? What should you do on the other end? Um, what about the uh-huh. income taxes? All that kind of stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on hold, and, and Bob will get some of your information, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit and so have someone follow up with you on it to sort of guide you through this discussion a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, hey, if you want, during the week, give our office a call at 855-ROSE-123. As soon as we're done with this show here, it flips over, becomes our 800 number. Uh, happy to send out any information that you all, you know, we, during the week we get people that will email or call the office and say, hey, we heard you talking about this, that, or the other. Do you have any information on that? So feel free to do that. We've got all kinds of packets of information as well as our financial planning toolkit that we send out to people as well. So, hey, I see the clock's winding down. Chris, yes. you're right. So for Bob in the back, thanks for doing the phones again today. Great job. And Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.